So come on, do you th- do your your voice must be on some of these recordings, these archives? I mean, you've been here over thirty years. You're a part of what is going to be now at U- Northwestern University. I was wanting to get in. They never would accept me before. <laughs> Kevin Leonard is on the phone. Kevin is with Northwestern University. Uh, Steve Bertrand's voice does show up on some of these archives, right? Well, I can make sure that it does. Oh, good. <laughs> and good. I can talk off off air, maybe. <laughs> um, I found out about this probably long after you found out about it. Kevin, how did this come about? Um, let me just share with everyone who might just be tuning in. 70 years of WGN radio audio is now going to be archived at Northwestern Libraries. Um, how did it come about, and does that mean it will be accessible to everyone? Well, we hope so. Lisa, first, it's a pleasure to be with you, Steve, as well. Um, it came about because WGN had uh, more tape, more recordings than it had space. Uh, there was a space crunch at WGN. They were looking for an institution in metropolitan Chicago that could accommodate the collection of sound recordings that it owned. And so they looked for an institution that had strengths in radio, TV, film, and in journalism, uh, allied fields to what you're doing, uh, approached Northwestern University, Northwestern University and its libraries, um, very much interested in supporting research that that relates to metropolitan Chicago. So it was a good fit, and we agreed to take the material on. I would imagine having a lot of old tape myself from my early days in radio that I think is completely destroyed, that all of this has to be moved into a digital format. Eventually, I think you are correct. Um, many of the record, most of the, of the collection is on magnetic tape in various formats. Those are inherently unstable. Age does not do them any favors. So ultimately, we're going to have to work our way to a solution that allows the, the the sonic history of Chicago to survive in some format. It is it is uh, in an unstable environment right now um, in, in its native format. So we're going to have to do something. But first, we're going to have to do some uh, a lot of cataloging work. It is an enormous collection, as you said. It's about seventy years worth of WGN's radio history that translates into approximately fifteen thousand items, and that translates into hundreds of linear feet of shelf space. It is uh, it is an enormous volume. So we need to start itemizing things and, and getting a handle on, on exactly what we have. And does that mean grad students are going to have a lot of work on their hands? <laughs> uh, someone's certainly going to have a lot of work on their hands, and it's going to take uh, a good long time. So possibly we will employ graduate students in this, in this endeavor, uh, probably... Uh, undergraduate students, and certainly we are going to be employing full-time staff um, to to knock this one down. Kevin Leonard is with Northwestern University. They will now be home to 70 years of WGN radio audio. It's going to be archived at Northwestern Library. So the radio station is 100 years old. Why just 70 years? Is there nothing prior to 1941? Yeah, that's on you guys. Um, I'm not sure <laughs> where those where those earlier recordings went. Um, it's it's tragic that we don't have it. Perhaps some of the recordings from the early years of WGN, the early decades of your station, are on transcription platters somewhere, um, and and perhaps they will turn up uh, through through future investigations. Uh, but our our holdings go back to 1941 um, into the 2000s. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I certainly wish we had the full uh, history of the station at hand because yours is a very important station at 50,000 watts. Anyone uh, plugging an idea, a political campaign, a cultural product, a book, record, concert, whatnot, came to WGN to to, to broadcast. And so it, uh, what we have is a remarkable history of Chicago news, sports, but also ideas and, and politics and cultural affairs that represent the nation and beyond. Steve, do you have a piece of audio that has been sent to Northwestern? Um, well, I have one of my favorite pieces of audio that ever aired on this radio station. Is this what we're talking about? Was uh, yeah, I from hear a it, former yeah. newsman, a late newsman, uh, Dick Sutliff, who was a real mentor of mine, a real mentor of Bob Kessler's, and uh, a real character. But uh, there was one night, a Saturday night, where he was doing a story about Deng Xiaoping, and this is what it sounded like. China Watcher says Deng Xiaoping no longer runs China, and President Yang Cheng Kun has taken responsibility for the country's day-to-day affairs. David Shambaugh, a political science professor with the University of London, told foreign correspondents that Yang now has the second biggest power base in the country after Dong, China's longtime patriarch. Shambaugh says Deng, or rather Dong, has has genuinely retired. <laughs> Adding that should Dong die, the 84-year-old Yang, who also controls China's powerful military, would move quickly into the position of supreme leader. <laughs> Whether after this reminds me of a Kevin Powell sports report kind of. I remember that. That was so funny. <laughs> I I'm laughing because this happened last week where Steve and Kevin could not stop giggling. And uh, Kevin Leonard, I hope that uh, audio from today eventually makes it into your archives as well. How long do you do you think you anticipate before this becomes available to the public? Lisa, I can't give you an estimate on that. It's going to take a long time. The, the volume here is is staggering. So we're going to have to do our our cataloging work and preservation analyses before we before we can um, deal with public requests on the material. Uh, I'm sure in exceptional cases we can get some things to to you and your colleagues, uh, but it it's it's going to take it's going to require some patience uh, before <laughs> we can get through this. I bet Kevin Leonard is a uh, Northwestern University. Our, um, um, what exactly? What, yeah. What so am I doing? What, what's my job? That's a good, yeah, that's a yeah. darn good question. My wife asked me that a lot. Uh, <laughs> I am the Northwestern University archivist, so I take care of uh, I take care of old things. And and you have you ever had a collection like this from any form of the media prior to this donation? Or I mean, really, this? I don't know that we donated it. You're saving it um, from WGN. Not from WGN, but we do have some parallel collections. Um, we have very strong holdings relating to um, your your print sibling, if you will, the uh, Chicago Tribune. Uh, so the, per- the personal papers and corporate records of Colonel Robert R. McCormick uh, are here in, in great volume. We have the personal papers of a number of prominent newspaper editors and reporters and columnists and correspondents from the Tribune. So... Uh, as as you know, and as I presume many of your listeners know, there there was a long association between WGN Radio and the Chicago Tribune. Your call letters reflect that Tribune heritage, WGN standing, of course, for world's greatest newspaper. So um, we do have parallel collections, but we, have n- we, we had acquired nothing quite like the WGN audio archive. It is it is most voluminous, and it is incredibly important as a 
sound history of, of metropolitan Chicago and the greater Midwest. Absolutely. It is history. Thank you. I'm glad to know it's in good hands because I was a fan of this radio station long before I started working here. Nice to meet you, Kevin, and thanks for all the info. Nice meeting you, Lisa and Steve. I appreciate your good work and keep it up, and, and maybe we can add to the, to the archives with your shows. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN.